This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing. I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Oak Road Hatter Podcast. It is, of course, our 100th ever episode. Big thank you to everybody that, that supported us, liked, tweets, um, engaged in the, the videos we put out, uh, challenged Jamie and um, Kieran on their, their views on referees, blah, blah, blah. It, it's been one hell of a ride so far, so a big thank you to, to everybody that, that's helped make Oak Road Hatter what it is today. Um, of course, the 100th episode falls on the Wolves review. Quite fitting that it is our first Premier League point. Would have been even better if it was our first Premier League win, but we cannot win them all. And I'm sure all us fans uh, can can excuse Luton for the the, the journey that we've been on um, since that, that first ever episode back two and a half, three years ago. Uh, but in true Oak Road Hatter fashion, um, we want to plug out our socials as we want to continue to grow. Um, we, we love doing what we're doing. And I, I think both of us, uh, Kieran, Steve and everybody associated, associated with Oak Road Hatter uh, knows that, that we can do more and we can deliver episodes that are currently in our heads. Um, yeah. So that will be a big help if you could go over to Facebook, to Instagram, to Twitter, to YouTube, to the website itself, all Oak Road Hatter, bar 
Instagram, which is Oak Road Hatter Pod. It is the 100th episode, as mentioned, so we are planning a, a quite special giveaway. So what we need you to do in order to get yourself in the hat is to follow, uh, to subscribe to us, sorry, on YouTube, which again is Oak Road Hatter. Joined here today on this special, special day with Jamie Castle. Jamie, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. My, well, our centenary episode. Um, I think I, I guessed on the last pod that my first one was around like the 40 mark. We did, did a bit of a, a, a two minute research, research afterwards and it was episode 18 was my first ever pod when me and Dylan came on board. But yeah, so much has happened since then. We, we've obviously rebranded. We've, we've gone from audio only to now audio and video. Um, and yeah, if, if you said to me back back then, episode 18, that by episode 100, hey, you, you still be doing it because... That's, that's a lot of a lot of episodes to, to 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 put out, but also you'd be in the, in the Premier League. You'd be talking about your first Premier League point, and then I guess personally the stuff that I've well, and you've been able to do with Oak Road, be it on 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 radio shows, talk sport, been on radio shows overseas. The overlap, obviously, the, the big one with Gary Neville. We've been on Sky, and there's there's a little bit with TNT Sports coming out soon, hopefully before the Spurs game. Like the stuff we've done is is pretty special. So no, we're we're. We, we feel privileged to be able to do this on behalf of of the Luton fans, um, and that that's what it's for. Is it's it's we're, we're trying to give the Luton fans a voice, and I, I know I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there was a few dissenting views from some people on social media towards podcasters. But there's there's a, there's a few Luton pods. All of us do what we do, and we all we all, we all are good at our own specific niche and what we what we tried to aim aim to do we, we tried to be a bit more analytical and, and tactical in, in 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 how we assess the games and I feel we do that well and then the others do 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 their thing really well and I think we we all are are, are valuable voices for Luton Town especially to to drown out what the invaluable opinions that that mainstream media come out with um so yeah as you said Billy any support that you give us is is very much appreciated and we would love to keep doing this as a hobby for for years to come and as you sort of alluded to there it's uh, for Luton fans by Luton fans and that's something we've always tried to to strive for and and live by we'll go on to our analysis of the Wolves game as mentioned at the top of the show it was our first premier league point it was one where, again, um, there can be potentially a little bit of, not, I don't know if it's frustration, but, but a feeling that it could have been more. Uh, we'll go first for Too Good Too Bad, which is where you, the fans, get in touch to, to let us know two positive elements of the game and two not so positive elements of the game. And we start with David underscore LTFC, who said the style of play was, was a good aspect of it all. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about our long ball game, not seeing too much possession. And we almost did the complete opposite of that against um, against Wolves. So that was good to see. Um, and his second element, which is echoed by many, and I'm sure it'll be echoed by us too, as we, we delve into our own analysis of the game, was Chio Ogbeni. Uh, being an absolute gem. His two bad were goals. It's becoming more clear that money perhaps uh, would have been better spent on a striker. And then his other bad element was that it was one chance and one goal. Can't ever lose concentration. And um, yeah, it's the the adaptation to the Premier League and, and realising how ruthless um, it is and, and how 
100% on it, you have to be. We'll go to Matt uh, LTFC, who also mentioned the electrifying start, intensity in the press, zipping the passes, six attempts inside 20 minutes. And it was that that period, wasn't it, where we were on top. Very, very exciting to watch. Um, he also uh, penciled down with Bene as, as uh, another positive element. Bad was Lockyer's error, turning the game on its head and the lack of quality slash magic in the final third to unlock a side that were camped and holding. Um, so just going on to those two, Jamie, they're, they're quite similar. Um, Ogbene was, was a stand-up performer. Um, and that, that first half, particularly the first half of that first half, was, was you know fantastic to see. We really, really laid it on a, a Wolves side who have given lots of very good clubs in this division uh, a lot to think about this season. 100%. Um, and I think his performances for Ireland in, in the break um, I guess sh- sh- showed us glimpses of what he could do against two very good sides in France and Holland and I think there's a few calls for him to start um, and I think he took that with both hands and some. He was electric, especially in that first half. He had Semedo on absolute toast for, for 45 minutes and he just couldn't handle him whatsoever. Um, yeah, I just l- love the way we could stretch the play and I think Doughty and Ogbeni as, as a pairing on that side, like that they will test a lot of right-sided defenders in, in this division, just the pace, the power. Um, and yeah, I thought it was fantastic. The, 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 ch- the chance of Chio Chio at the end just showed how good the fans at, at, at the Kenny thought he was. And it almost shows the laziness of match sponsors, right? Because there's no way Carlton Morris deserved to get mad in a match o- over Chio. I thought for me, Chio, Doughty, Nakamba uh, were, were all better than, than Morris on the day, uh, even though Morris was still good. But yeah, I thought Chio was fantastic and it's re- really, really promising. And you, you sort of compare that to the Fulham performance and you sort of wish that we were like that at Fulham. Because I think if, if we put in that, that level of performance, that style of performance at Fulham, then I think we certainly could, could have got something there as well. Um, but obviously all in, all in hindsight, but it's, it, it's promising going forwards now, looking ahead to Everton and then Burnley and even Spurs at home. I mean, you look at that right side, we've got Pedro Poro and Kudazeski on on the right. Uh, if 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 we put Ogbeni and Doughty against those two, that, that, that they're going to be a big test for those two as well. It's exciting to see that that five two three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Struggling with my numbers there. Five two three formation. Um, we didn't know if we were going to uh, deploy that at home. We did. We looked very attacking, and that was was good to see. Um, going on to a couple more, too good, too bad. Oliver, again, Ogbene looked amazing. Pace, power, stamina and running at players. Um, and he also put his second positive element was took advantage of the weaker side of Wolves, Semedo's side, especially in the first half. And yeah, again, that's, that's what we've uh, been talking about there. Um, his two bad elements was took off foot off the gas and allowed a 10-man Wolves to get into the game. Um Again, we'll, we'll come onto this a little bit more in our own analysis, but, but we've both spoken off air about when we come up against 10 men and, and it perceivably gets that little bit harder for us. Um, and then he also put need to be more clinical, too, more, uh, too many wayward shots. And I think it was 20 in the end, um, a number that we haven't seen for, for quite some time. Uh, the last one on Twitter here was the two uh, positive elements were Ogbene and the first 25 minutes and the bad, more, clini- more clinical finishing needed and the netto goal. 
Okay, Jamie, we will now go on to our own analysis of the game. There's a lot to pack in. Um, a lot happened within that 90 minutes, as was to be expected. Um, it was our first point. So, so again, positive element uh, to this season, something we'll look back on with, with great fondness, especially if we stay up. Um, and I mentioned the continuation of that 5-2-3. Um, Ogbené getting his first start, and we've mentioned how effective he was. Jacob Brown on the other side. Um, and, and we really used that formation to our advantage, um, playing quickly through the thirds, and, and um, especially down that, that left side with Doughty and Ogbené. Um, do you think it's going to be a continuation of, of this 5-2-3? Do you think this this 5-2-3 formation can establish itself as our go-to? Or do you think there's going to be you know, plenty plenty of opportunities for this to change? Yeah, I, I can certainly see it being here to stay. I, I think props to you. I think whether it was on or off, off air, you, you mentioned about that being a potential thing that we'd move to in, to, to use those wide forwards off, off Carlton rather than the, the one in behind. Uh, I, I was very much of the opinion that we'd, we'd almost flip that midfield and go two sitters and one and one ten. But I think if, if you look at the way that five two three works, it stretches the play so well. And I think what we didn't do too great at Fulham was if the ball was one side, then then the other side forward wouldn't wasn't quite getting into the box. But I thought when the ball was Ogbené's side, then Brown was getting into the box and vice versa. If if Kabore had it on the right, then Ogbené was sort of tucking in, and that, that worked a lot better. All about getting bodies in the box. I think that, that that's that's what we need to do better in in this formation. Is okay. You've got got those fast wide players, and we're going to stretch the play, and we're going to, we're going to test test the defenders. But when, when that wide man beats beats his his fullback or beats his centre half, it's all about can we flood the box with players to to to, to get on the end of, of a cross or a cutback, and we, we did that well. I think there's a few times I thought watching back match today, they 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 whitely um. Did, did a little piece on Doughty and Benny as a pair. Doughty himself was fantastic and he got a few cutbacks. And I like the way he cuts aside as well. The, the way he, when Benny, you got you got Chios going out on the left and Doughty cut inside a few times and he had that shot that was annoyingly different, like uh, blocked by Carlton. And you think, it's just frustrating. It's just, I, I think that was a, almost a sum up of, of, of yesterday. I think for as good as we played, there was still some frustrating elements to it and that would come with time. Um, I think on as you say a point gain for sure was it two points dropped who, who knows I think ask us in May if, if if we stay up by a point then it's there's a point gained if we go down by two points and it's two dropped right and and that's that's what happens with, with hindsight um, but I think it's something to build on you look at Everton and sort of frustratingly they, they showed what they're capable of last night at Brentford as well um, which makes that game look a bit tougher on paper now um but no, i'm positive if, if we can play that that sort of way at goodison park next saturday i'm, I'm positive that we can we can get a, a positive result um just just the way you can stretch the play and and, and I, I don't think the Everton back four will be able to cope with chio and doughty on the left with brown or chong or whoever we play on the right with kabore who kabore himself is getting even better as well game by game um so yeah, I think we we can really test test Everton as well with, with, with that setup. Yeah, and going back to to your point about Ogbené and Doughty, um, that relationship hasn't um, hasn't started together yet. Um, so to have them to being as effective and um, in line with each other was fantastic to see. And you just think 
that's of that that's with one game played together. Imagine you know a run of five, ten games where those two are, are starting left wing back and left wing. You think they could be even more effective, and you know Nelson Semedo, um, a, a decent fullback in the Premier League, and and for Bene to incite as much fear into his eyes as as he did uh, in the Premier League, it's just so exciting to see, and and you hear of the Republic of Ireland fans speaking so fondly of, of, of Bene. We got to see our first glimpse really yesterday. He's been good coming off the bench, but he just incited fear into that that Wolves defence every time he got the ball and they, they backed off. They tried getting tighter. They tried all sorts, but he just managed to, to keep winning every one-on-one -on -one situation. And it, it just, you know, it relieves pressure. Um, if we are, you know, struggling to keep the ball for whatever reason and, and a team wants to push higher, well, then Obene is somebody that single-handedly um, can drop defences and, and midfield back. And I think he's going to be such an important weapon for us this season. And, you know, that is, um, we, we've seen him in glimpses so far, but I think that was such an impressive, impressive showing. And it just makes you excited to watch him in action again, um, which I hope will be Everton away. We'll go on to uh, the Wolves' goal. Of course, it was, I believe, their first shot, first shot on target. Um, Lockyer had a bit of difficulty containing Neto's pace, firstly, and, and then um, should have really done better when when when, um, when uh, Neto actually got onto the ball before he cut in. Uh, Neto was somebody we highlighted at the, at the, um, on the last episode as somebody that will create if given the opportunity to create. And, you know, a rare... Wolves attack led to him cutting in and, and showing his quality. Uh, do you pin a lot of blame there on, on Lockyer? Do you think he should have been doing better? Um, Burke was also in close proximity. Is it unfair to, to lay any blame on him? Uh, Kaminsky, should he have saved it? Um, yeah, what, what did you think of, it, of that goal and, and how do we eradicate um, an incident like that happening again. Yeah, I think Lockyer has to take, I guess, the bulk of the blame, but it certainly isn't completely his fault. I think if you break it down, you've got Dabti misplaced pass into the middle to start with. Um, then then their midfielder breaks. You think you think Nakamba was on his heels. Could Nakamba one of those tactical fouls, maybe? Then he plays it through to Lockyer. I thought pace-wise wasn't really a problem. Lockyer, on the whole, kept up. But then it's just when the ball gets in a bit of a tangle, you just need to try and get something on it. Just get it out for a corner. I don't care. Don't care where it goes. Stick it, it into Berry Park somewhere. It does does doesn't matter. Um, but then then yeah, then Neto, Neto managed to keep hold of it. Then cuts inside. Then yeah, if you think Burke, if 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 you're the defender there, you just sh you show him outside. You know he's left footed. You know he's going to cut out. You, you know he's going to going to going to cut in on his on his on, on his foot and and and. Uh, and, and shoot so you just think just just don't show him in just show him out um and, and, and block block that 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 angle to goal and then yeah Kaminsky comes out but sort of flailing arms a little bit could he have made himself look bigger um so yeah I think it, it's a, a multitude of, of things really I, I think yeah I think Lockyer takes the bulk of the blame because he probably was the one that had the best chance of, of stopping it um but it's just frustrating, as you say. It's it was their only open play chance that they created. I think other than two set pieces, that that was the only chance that recorded it, any sort of xG, uh, and even that was one point one four. And I think yeah, overall, 
just shows again how brutal this league is that you can limit a, a, a decent Wolves team. Okay, we, we've all spoken that they're that they're a potential team that we we could beat to to, to survival and and send them down in our place. But they're still a decent and, and good side, and we we can limit limit a team to next to no chances. I mean, I think apart from that one chance, probably the the set piece, Kilman sort of could could tow it in like that was not 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 long after the first, but other than that, it didn't really threaten. Um, so it's just it's just frustrating that for all the chances we had, we can only we we could only manage one one penalty goal, whereas that they get their their one open play chance and and pull it away. Good finish, but yeah, it's just just really frustrating. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I, I disagree with Burke. I don't personally think he could have done much there. Um, I think when um, Neto was bearing down a goal, he's done well to to stop himself and and to shut one avenue off. Um, I don't I don't personally attach any blame to to him. Uh, Kaminsky, again, I just think it's in such close proximity. Um, but yeah, I know I do get it with Lockyer. Um, Lockyer has. Uh, prevented lots of goals for us. He's somebody that us Luton fans absolutely love for the performances that he's put in so far in the Premier League. But yeah, I think that that was a mistake that um, he will learn from. He learns from a lot. And uh, it's just unfortunate that it led to a goal with their their first attack. And as you mentioned there, they created very, very little. Um, So yeah, for for that to be their, their only... Well, and the corner incident for that to be their only real sightings of goal, and and they score from them is a little bit disappointing. But again, as we said at the top of the show, it just shows the ruthless nature of the Premier League. We're going to head into a short break, but when we're back, we're going to go through the penalty incident, our goal, and other factors in the game. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for part two of today's episode where we are reviewing the one-all draw with Wolves. We'll go on to the penalty incident now. It's something that's, um, again, a massive, massive talking point uh, as lots of incidents have been in the Premier League so far this season. Uh, Wolves manager Gary O'Neill, um, not happy at all that the penalty was given. Um, what did you make of it? Obviously, it was a deflection onto an outstretched arm. Um, yeah, what would you think of it, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, there's there's two angles here. I think if I put my sensible opinion hat on, um, as I've said many times before in pods, 
do I want them handball to be given penalties? No, I don't. Um, do, do I want the war prowess pe- penalty to be given? No, I don't. Do I want the Lewis Dunk penalty to, to be given? No, no, I don't. In in the grand scheme of footballs, in ter- in terms of rules and how how the game should be, but as as we said, I think they've shot themselves in the foot with with how how they referee that that rule. Um, so do I think the 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 handball yesterday was 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 a uh, what what should be a true handball? No, I don't. I don't. I think it's really harsh. It hits him off. Hits him off the thigh, up to the arm, which obviously is massively unnatural position. The way his arms like up over his head, so completely get that. But close proximity. Um, yeah. So I think it is harsh. Um, it's, it's it's harsh if you're a Wolves fan because you think, okay, yeah, Luton probably deserved to get something, but without that, we come away with one 0 and, and we're buzzing. But from a Luton, a Luton perspective, it's sort of, well, we did deserve to get something. So even if that may not have been a penalty, we fundamentally deserved to get something from the game. So it's it was it was only only right that that it well it's only right that we got a point based on performances. Um, the second angle is: Do I care? Not a chance. I think when when you got the handball that wasn't given at West Ham. Um, and yeah, it's quite funny. I was catching up on match of the day this morning, and it was nice that they gave just as much time to the West Ham penalty instant as they did to the Wolves one. They dissected each action of the Wolves penalty instant on match of the day. They went through the the rule line by line. Oh, was it this? Was it that? And then they probably spent a good two minutes on on that instant whether it should or shouldn't have been a, bit, a bit of penalty. It's just it's nice that they've. Spent as much time on 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 those shouts that have gone against us as as it as, as they did last night on match of the day. So cheers to the BBC. It's um it's a uh, on the list of the numerous anti and stuff that 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 have been going on at the minute. Um, so yeah, do I care? No, we we deserve to get something. So it, it's nice that ironically I, I I disagree with with with, with the phrase that it 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 will it will all even out over the season. Um. But I guess to an extent it has a little bit there, um, and it's just right too. And Morris had to step up and score. It took a while because obviously the the incident was reviewed by VAR, um, but but when it came for him to convert from twelve yards, he did so very coolly. Two goals for him now. Um, yet to get off the mark from open play. How do you think he's fared last? sort of couple of games um do you think that that goal's coming of course he had that that air strike that hit the post and you know, it was i think it looked even more spectacular on, on match of the day than it did um sitting in the kenny end um what would you make of, of morris last couple of games yeah he, he was better yesterday um i think I, I was pretty fair in my criticism of him against fulham i, I thought he was very isolated and didn't really get much at all um and I stated it was both was both his fault and not his fault. I think it, 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 there was a few reasons why he was isolated, but he was much better yesterday. He 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 made more of the time on the ball that that that, that he had, and as you say, that that chance that that came off 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 the upright, and I think last season that that goes in the back of the net, and it's just yeah, it's frustrating because if we score that, then we go one up, and I think we go on to win win two 0 or something. Um, but yeah, he, he he did much better, and I think. Ogbené helped him. Um, Brown being a bit more, a bit more narrow helped him. Um, 
he just needs to I think stop snatching at a few things at times. I think he, he just needs to keep keep a bit more of a composed head. Um, and I think with time he he will get better. Again, it it's kind of a new role for him as well. I think he, he's he's played played the best part of forty six games last season alongside Eli, and now he's maybe needs to get used to being that that sole central forward. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what what happens over the course of of the season, especially if if we if we keep this this five two three. Um, yeah, I think you just feel like he just needs that that one goal to get him going. But yeah, I mean, whilst he's on penalties, he's reliable, and I'm happy I brought him into my FBL team with a, a nice nice nine points he got. I think so. Yeah, I'm I'm up to seventy five k in the world now, especially with that that Kabore assist of of the pen as well. So yeah, I'm I'm all happy. Um, we'll go on to the subs now. Um, we've been very complimentary to, to Rob Edwards about how effective his substitutions have been in games so far. Do you, do you think that we can say yesterday was another example of that? Were there any uh, decisions he made that, that you um, were surprised about or, or you thought lacked um, a real effectiveness? I mean, I like yesterday that he made subs a bit earlier. I think he left subs a bit too late at Fulham. I think what was our first sub wasn't until, until minute 70 or something, I think, for them. So the fact that he freshened up the midfield a little bit with Pelly on for, for, for the Congo and on, on 57 minutes was, was was good. It was important. And I thought Pelly added added a lot of energy to that midfield. Um, but for me, I think he, he got that first attacking sub wrong yesterday. I think for, for all the talent we have on the bench, I mean, I, I like Corley and I think he... he he needs more chances to get some consistency, but I don't see why he's your first attacking sub. For for all the talent we've got on the bench, Elijah Chong, like, yeah, I I, I don't don't see why Woodroy was that first sub, and especially on the right hand side as well. He he came on for for Brown, um, just didn't didn't seem right to me, um, and they had that he had that one chance where he sort of. Dinked that 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 ball over the top, and just you just don't do that there. I think sometimes he's he's too cute at times. He just needs to get a foot on the ball and just just hammer it. Just 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 try and just get something behind it and, and get a deflection. Um, for me personally, I would have loved to have seen Eli come on for Brown, shift or Benny to the right, Eli on the on the left wing, as we mentioned on on the last pods. Um, again, I thought Eli was was good for the for the last few minutes that he came on. Um. And then fundamentally, I think I, I agree with what Edward said in terms of when when a team are playing a low block, even with ten men, it, that 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 one man extra just doesn't really mean much because they've still got ten behind the ball with the keeper. So I, I get that completely. I completely agree that it, it is really hard against ten men, and we were better eleven v eleven because it was a bit more open. But if you want to try and defeat a, a low block, you you need a bit of creativity on the ball, and you got Tahif Chong sat on the bench, you, like. Okay, he brought on Ryan Giles, and I thought he was okay. I think he, he needs to be a bit, a bit more brave and a bit more aggressive at times. But you bring, you bring, you bring him on because he's got a great left foot, and he, he can try and unlock that, that, that low block. And I think Chong could do the same. So the fact Chong was left on the bench, you think, well, what, why didn't we go for it and bring him on? And yeah, I think there's a, there's a few things yesterday, and I'm far from being well. I'm, I'm, I'm far from trying to be too critical because. Edward is a fantastic manager for us. Uh, it sets us up fantastically. Um, but it's just that you just you just try and review and, and think, was there anything that he could have done better? And I think he could have pro- probably got a few subs 
better. Or, or he, he could have got some subs different yesterday, and I think it would have added, added more value to, to, to the game and the outcome. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the only yeah the only one I was confused about was, was the the Woodrow substitution. Not because I don't think he's good enough. Not because of him as a player. It's more to do with with bringing him on on that right wing. Uh, Bene was seeing a lot of joy down the wing. Uh, Brown was seeing a lot of joy um, getting in behind. Woodrow doesn't really give you that. He's somebody that that we've seen brought on from the bench before. Can score important goals when in, in and around central areas. Um, but yeah, having him on the right wing, I don't think it allowed him to be as effective as we know he can be. Um, like you say, someone like Tahith Chong, who would have driven at defenders, who would have put more balls into the box. Um, Jacob Brown as well. well I think he he was effective enough. Uh, Pelly, as you mentioned there, brought a lot of energy to that midfield, helped us press, helped us really harry a, a Wolves team that didn't see much of the ball, but when they did, they still tried to play with it and, and didn't go along on too many occasions. Uh, so I think that that helped um, cut passing lanes off. So yeah, I think for the most part, the right substitutions, it was just that that Corley Woodrow one that, that um, was slightly confusing to me. Let's talk about XG. Um, some people hate XG. Some people see it as a good indication to, to how the game played out. Some see it as a bit of both. Um, but we accumulated 1.5, uh, 1.85 sorry, XG, which was the highest in the division. For people that that um, still not too sure about what, what expected goals is, it basically is an accumulation of all the chances that you've managed to create, um, scaled from, from each one from zero to one on the likelihood um, that that a chance would would lead to a goal. Uh, so of course, if it was 0.99, it's pretty much a tap in from one yard. If it was 0.01, then it's probably a shot from outside the box. Um, so 1.85 xg, um, highest in the division. The first time we've hit those heights this season, compared to Wolves that were sort of 0.5. Um, I think that that was a a good reflection on how the game played out. We did create a fair few good chances. Um, perhaps the nature of the game we should have should have created more, but but ultimately we restricted Wolves to to very little. Yeah, yeah, and no, absolutely, and I think yeah, okay, you take you take the penalty out of that because I think the penalty is normally what point seven eight xg is is what they what the the consensus is, the consensus is a penalty should be. So, well, that's that's one one point one or so open play xg or non penalty xg. Um, so yeah. I've, I think I thought we we did we did well. We created like the chances, but just frustrating uh, that we couldn't couldn't get a second. I think one of my frustrating points yesterday is we had ten corners and didn't really threaten too much. It was ten corners to their one, and just need to make more of 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 them. Um, there's a few sort of near post flick ons and and stuff, but yeah, didn't really threaten from that. We we got a lot of balls into the box, but just couldn't couldn't quite get something away. So yeah, as much as the XG was one point eight five based on the chances that that were basically shots that resulted in in in, a, in an XG recording chance. There was lots of positions we got in um, that that didn't result in shots or or, or didn't, didn't didn't result in that final in, in that final action. Um, so I think we probably created even more than that that one point eight eight or so XG as well. Um, and on the other side, as 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 I said, yeah, limited walls to to little to, to little. I think. Neto's 
uh, open play goal was was 0.14 on the XG, and other than that, didn't really offer too much. There's a few set piece chances. Um, so yeah, I think for the positives that a point gives us, we're, it's it's important that we're on the board, off the bottom after 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 Burnley lost to United. Um, so it was it, it was important yesterday to to not lose, and I think I said off air if. If you said to me in the context that we'd go one down and come back to to get a point, you'd have been happy with that because it was a must not lose. But then when you add in the dominance, you add in the ten men, you just you can't help but feeling a bit disappointed that it wasn't all three. Um, but yeah, it's something to work on, uh, and just hope that come the end of the season we stay up by a point rather than go down by two. Because if we stay up by a point, we'll, we'll be looking at that thinking, yeah, that's a great point. Let's briefly take a look to the next fixture, which is Exeter away in the third round of the Carabao Cup. Of course, we've already progressed from the second round with a 3-2 victory against Gillingham. We saw a lot of changes in that game. Um, we, we mentioned ahead of that game that it was a good opportunity for those that hadn't um, hadn't had an opportunity yet to, to really give it a go and, and get themselves into the starting eleven. Um, Alfie Doughty has since done that. Um, Chio as well has since done that. So, do you expect more of the same? Do you expect these kind of fringe players to, to be given another opportunity here? Uh, do you expect Edwards to, to be ringing in the changes? Or do you think there's a possibility that he might use a, a stronger 11, one that we're, we're um, typically associate with our Premier League team now to try and, you know, gain momentum of winning games? What, what do you think it will be the approach from Edwards come? Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, he said on his post-match um, presser that it was important to win. I think he really wants to win. He want, wants to cut one, and as you say, it's important to get that that winning feeling in in the team. It will be it will be against lower league opposition in in the league cup, um, but it's still really important to get a win. And he's right. We've got we've got the depth to, to be able to ring the changes, so to speak, but still to have a strong eleven. Um, I don't want Reese Burke or, or Amari Bell anywhere near Devon on Tuesday. That, that, send them both to a spa. Reese Burke more because, okay, he probably could do 90 minutes, but he's so important to what we do. He, again, I think for me, he is our most Premier League ready defender we've got. So we do not want him picking up a silly n- niggle at, at Exeter on Tuesday. So rest him, Amari Bell again. I've said countless times he needs a rest, and the okay, I'll get it if he's not being rested for a league game. But I swear to God, if he play if if he plays on Tuesday night in Exeter when he doesn't need to, you just need to just give that boy a rest. Um, so yeah, it probably means Lockyer starts, probably means Anderson starts, and then yeah, do you, do you bring up a, a a young lad to to fill in at centre half, or do you go to a back four? Who knows? Um, Fullback wise, yeah, probably rest Kabore if possible and do that and do Doughty and Giles. I think Giles needs needs minutes tactically and and physically. Um and you sort of view it as there's some players that need to find a bit of rhythm and, and the game like that on Tuesday is perfect. Like Tahif Chong, I think he's he, he's shown glimpses of what he can do, but he needs to he needs to find that, that bit of rhythm. And if he can Get a goal and an assist on on Tuesday, extra, and that that could give him a bit of confidence in in the league. Um, Eli's obviously not been involved too much, so he probably starts. Um, so suddenly you think, well, if you start in lock your Anderson, Chong, Eli, Pelly probably starts. Luke Berry maybe starts. You think 
that's a really strong team. So yeah, absolutely no excuses to to not get a win at Exeter and into what the fourth round of the hat is it afterwards. So yeah, and, and as a fan, really, really want to go far in this competition. Obviously, it's the 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 one the one major trophy we've got. So it'd be good to try and go as far as we can in in the competition, and if we can get a a sneaky Wembley trip now, which that's what it comes down to, right? I think before when um when you were a championship or, or below there was not really any chance in hell that you'd be getting to Wembley because there's going to be Premier League sides. And okay, we're still one of the weaker Premier League sides. The fact that we're Premier League, if 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 we get the luck of the draw, if if we get a team in the Prem that, that, that we can beat, there's no chance why we can't go far in the competition. And if we can get to a semi or final, which still will be incredibly tough, but if we can, that would be fantastic for both the players in terms of the, the momentum of, of the season, but also for the fans to have have that excitement because the, the league this season could could prove to be difficult and and could prove to to lack a bit of excitement if you're sort of losing game after game. So in in the cup, it, it just gives us a bit of a, a mental refresh away from the league. So our head's not fully focused on the on the league for a bit, and it would be nice just to have that bit of a that mental health break from from the league. Sometimes when you when you can get a bit relentless and and a bit a bit down after after losing week in week out. Well, that is all for today. As mentioned at the top of the show, we are planning a big special giveaway. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled on that. And if you don't already, subscribe to Oak Road Hatter on YouTube. Jamie, a big thank you for coming on today on the 100th episode of the Oak Road Hatter podcast. Um, and as, again, on top of the show, we, we mentioned all socials we are oak road hatter on everything bar instagram where we are oak road hatter pod until next time it is goodbye from us away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.